Girlfriends, episode number 190, Discerning God's Will with Jackie Angel. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we are talking with Jackie Angel about her new book, All About Discerning God's Will. I know you need this topic. I sure do. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. How are you? Glad you can be here. Thank you for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I am always glad to be able to connect with you here on the podcast. Thanks for showing up. How's your fall going? Is it fall where you are? I always am fascinated by the different climates in the United States because having the four seasons as we do here in New England, I'm very aware of them. But I also know some people live in climates that don't change quite so dramatically throughout the year. But I'm very much in tune with the seasons and it is definitely becoming fall here and the leaves are starting to turn and I'm looking forward to all the beauty that is fall in New England. If you've never visited New England in the fall, I want to invite you personally (laughs) as a a New Englander to come and check out the beauty of our foliage in the fall season. But I also want to encourage you to, wherever you live, take a look around you. Enjoy what's beautiful and unique to the place where you live. That's something I've been trying to be conscious about doing in recent weeks is being grateful for even small things inside of my environment as I'm going about my day-to-day stuff. The kind of blurs into the background type of stuff that we can take for granted. And for sure, in the coming weeks here, it's going to be more and more beautiful, just the backdrop to my every day. And I want to be sure that I'm being grateful for it, that I'm appreciating it, that I'm voicing that appreciation to the people that are around me and encouraging them to do the same. But I want to encourage you to do that wherever you live, to pause, take a breath even right now, look around you and see what's beautiful and give thanks to God for that. Well, speaking of connecting with God, we are going to be talking about discerning God's will here on the podcast today, along with Jackie Angel, who wrote together with her husband, Bobby Angel, and also Father Mike Schmitz, a new book about discernment that's coming out with Ascension. You can find more information about it at ascensionpress.com. The title of the book is Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. And I love this topic, and I love especially that Jackie is taking on this topic. I first met, quote unquote, met Jackie many years ago when I brought a group of kids along with our parish youth ministry group uh, to the March for Life in Washington, D.C. And Jackie was one of the performers that was part of the youth rally. And if you've ever been to that, you know, it takes place in this giant stadium. We were way up high in the stadium and she was way down on the stage. And I hadn't ever heard of her before, but I, I loved her music. I loved her voice. But even more than that, I love the message that she was speaking to the kids in between her songs. And she just was so very much the real deal. I remember sitting up in those bleachers and I tweeted a message to Jackie, who was on Twitter. And within minutes, she had replied to me, even though she was like performing on stage. So I knew right then she's the real deal. This girl is fire and she's doing such a great job speaking not only to young people, but as she has gone on herself to get married and have children, I very much enjoy following her on social media and just the beautiful message she shares to women, especially speaking to the hearts of women and young people. She's always been a youth minister, but I feel like she also speaks to all of us. And you're going to find that out in this interview and in her book. So without waiting any further, I want to share with you my recent conversation with Jackie Angel. (music) 
Hey, everybody. I am excited to have a special guest joining me here on Girlfriends today. Jackie Angel is joining me. Now, you might know her as Jackie Francois back in the day before her marriage. I followed her since back then. But now she's Jackie Angel, and she is a traveling speaker, singer, songwriter, and worship leader from Orange County, California. She's been involved in youth ministry since she graduated high school, and she now travels the globe speaking to young people about God's love and leading worship for various events and ministries. In 2013, she married Bobby, the love of her life, and together they have a beautiful family of three children children. You can check out iTunes or spiritandsong.com to get Jackie's albums, Your Kingdom is Glorious and Divine Comedy. But Jackie's here to talk about her newest book, Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will that she wrote together with her husband, Bobby. Welcome, Jackie. I'm so glad you're able to join us here on Girlfriends. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm excited to talk about this book. First of all, give us the status update on the book, because I just got sort of a preview, not finalized copy, but I think it's very close to publishing. Yeah, I think the pre-order is happening soon. And um, and then the book comes out in October. So um, people, yeah, just go on Ascension, either on Facebook or ascensionpress.com, and you'll be able to pre-order the book. And then, yeah, it's released in October. This is exciting. Now, this is not the first book you've written together with Bobby. Is that right? Right. We um, we wrote, our first book was Forever, um, a Catholic devotional for your marriage. And so, you know, obviously publishers always come and they say like, listen, there's a need. There's not a book. We would love to have a book. And and so with that, there were a lot of Protestant devotionals out there for married couples. Mm-hmm. And they were like, there aren't, there aren't any Catholic devotionals, which are like daily. So it's like a six week, you know, just a little like 500 word thing to read with your spouse, um, you know, mm-hmm. one day for, for six weeks and then like a challenge, a prayer, a way to pray together. And it's based on Pope John Paul's theology of the body. And yeah, so that was our first book. And then this was another, you know, need in the church of like, man, the, the, one of the biggest questions we get is how do I discern God's will? Right. And, and not just for vocation, not just, am I called to marriage? Am I called to the priesthood? But like any question, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so Ascension, um, asked Bobby and I to write this book, but father Mike Schmitz is also a part of the book as well. Right. Um, he, he gives his wonderful wisdom in, in the book. So the three of us wrote it together. So great. Now, so you, you mentioned, you know, kind of getting asked by Ascension to write this book. Why do you think this is such a topic? I mean, you work with young people all the time. You must hear their, their questions, their, the things that they're struggling with. Why do you think discernment is such a needed topic? I, I, <laughs> I think it's because we're always asking all these questions and we don't, we, I think it's because the, the problem is we always have good options. You mm-hmm. know, when you're discerning, it's not like you have one good option, one bad option, or else it would be very clear. It, it's because we have multiple good options and we're like, you know, if I go this way, am I ruined for life? You know, right. And we're, we're, sometimes we get really paralyzed in discernment of anything that we just don't make any decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think especially this certain generation where and it's not millennials, but it's like kind of all of us, like we're just, we get paralyzed. Sometimes we just don't make any decisions. So instead of, you know, somebody discerning, like, am I called a priesthood? Well, then go to seminary. They mm-hmm. just don't do anything, you know, <laughs> right. they just are afraid 
that they'll lose time of their life if they make a decision. So sometimes we just don't make a decision at all. You know, we're afraid. It's based out of fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you're right when you say there are so many good options. And I think sometimes that's the paralyzing thing. Like you mentioned, that's not just discerning your vocation, because I did that a really long time ago. But this is something I still struggle with is you can get paralyzed because there are so many good things. But one thing somebody told me recently that I found really freeing, and we've talked about it here on Girlfriends in the past, is that you can make a wrong decision, quote unquote, wrong decision, and God can work with that, or you can reverse it. You know, so there's something freeing in kind of letting go of that. So that's why I love the title of your book, Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry. Like, you can yeah. you can make a choice, and then God can work with that, even if it's not the ideal choice. Exactly. It's like if, you know, if you're discerning, do I, do I choose this job or this job? Like if you choose a job and then a year later, that's not the job that God wants you in anymore. Like mm-hmm. that's okay. I mean that it's sometimes it's, I had that happen to me. I, I right out of college, I felt like God was calling me to be a youth minister at a parish and, and that's where I felt called to me. But about seven months into it, I just started having, I did not have peace about it anymore. I was like, oh gosh, Lord, you're calling me somewhere else, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And that's okay, you know. Right. God, God, I think when we stay when we stay close to God, too, and we're able to, you know, hear His voice, or even just again experience the fruits of the Spirit. Obviously, as baptized Christians, we have the Holy Spirit. But when we live really live a life in that Holy Spirit, we bear the fruits of the Spirit, and we listen to God's voice. And those fruits of the Spirit, especially peace and joy, are really huge indicators of you know following God's will. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a helpful way of looking at it because I love that story you shared in the book about you know deciding to leave your job as a youth minister, which was a pretty cool position where you were you were doing okay oh. and you were you know working in work that you loved and living in a beautiful place and all of that. But that the fact that the anxiety you felt that unsettled feeling was really what was telling you this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, and this is not the case for everybody, but, but a lot of times it is for a lot of people, we feel this in relationships. We feel it in jobs where we start feeling this like pit in our stomach, this anxiety. And I also mentioned too, like there are people that actually have like actual anxiety disorders. And so (laughs) that's like 20% of the population. Mm -hmm. So their discernment is going to have to be a little different because their anxiety lasts all the time. It's not just like from a job or from a relationship, but you know, for for like 80% of us, like we have this anxiety in a job. And then when we leave that job or we leave that relationship, we feel that peace again. And sometimes it's scary in that process of taking that step or taking that leap. Sure. But I know that even in past relationships, it's like, man, once I broke up with that person, it was like, it felt free again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it, when it was the wrong person, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, and really the goal of the book is, is really staying close to God and really trusting in God, you know, finding who we are in God and that God has an amazing plan for us. Like God doesn't want us to be miserable, you know? Right. <laughs> Sometimes people think that like, oh <laughs> man, I'm just called to suffer. And some people are called, we're, you know, we're called to suffer in, in little ways. And some people in a very profound way mm-hmm. are called to redemptive suffering. But man, I feel like people, we just kind of, we think that sometimes as Catholics, like I'm just called to suffer every day. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's like, even if God is calling us to suffer, it's going to be a joyful, he's not right. going to call us to be gloomy about it. You know, it's like all the saints have shown us that you're called to be joyful in suffering too. Mm-hmm. But that God really, he, especially when it comes to our vocation, that call 
we're supposed to bear fruit. Like as disciples, if we're not bearing fruit, if we're not bearing the fruits of peace, joy, kindness, love, chastity, modesty, self-control, generosity, all those things, then we're not in the right place because we're not bearing good fruit, you know? Right. Because you, you can be bearing those fruits even in tough circumstances. But when you're not bearing those fruits, it's like, okay, something's going on. I need to, I need to see what you know, maybe God's calling me somewhere else. If I'm not being a disciple that's bearing fruit, you know, I think we see it and then other people see it too when we're not, when we're not bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now you mentioned other people see it too. And I find that that for me, for sure, is a helpful thing, bringing in somebody else's perspective if you're really struggling with a decision. Do you think that should be part of the process? Like when somebody's really struggling, in what ways can other people's opinions help them make a decision? Yeah, I think as women, we do this really well. We talk to our friends, right? We're mm-hmm. always, we always bounce. Our, <laughs> Sometimes okay, in, a, you know, in a circle that never ends though, right? Like <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's where, that's where you need to read the book and make a decision, you know? <laughs> but yeah, as women, we have, a lot of times we have friends that we just, we share, we constantly ask like, well, what do you think about this? Or I'm really, you know, we're thinking about, you know, moving or we're thinking, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Like, what do I do? You know, we, we ask these questions and I think it is important to bounce, you know, stuff off of people people you trust really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I will say <laughs> it's good to bounce things off of your friends, obviously a spiritual director, but at the end of the day, only, you know, like, cause I've, I've seen it where people are in relationships and they're bouncing it off of their friends, but their friends have no idea what's going on actually inside that relationship. Right. You know, because sometimes from the outside, a relationship can look perfect mm-hmm. and really on the inside, it's not at all. Like I've seen that so many times where two perfect Catholics, like who are good looking and great, mm-hmm. were totally wrong for each other. Yeah. You know, and everyone from the outside, I had a friend like that where everyone from the outside thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And for me, I kind of knew a little bit of the inside and I was like, dude, this mm. is not the person you're going to marry. Like, right. because you are not at peace at all. Like every time you're with this person, you're not at peace. Like I've had this happen multiple times. Mm. And so Bobby says, I'd like to break off. Um, he's like, you're like the patron saying <laughs> Patrons say to breakups and, and like broken engagements. I'm like, listen. <laughs> well, no, there's a positive spin there, right? You're you're ending a relationship to make yourself available for the one God wants you to have, right? I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. There's actually in a in a marriage book we we read. It was like better eleven broken engagements than one broken marriage, right? Like it's like uh, you're comparing people. I'd rather break them up, you know, and <laughs> make sure they have happy. I think that's actually if I ever did like marriage like engage encounter, I'm like, okay, my goal was to break fifty percent of the couples. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Stay away from Jackie, people. <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's, that's, that's terrible. Oh my gosh, I love yeah. it. Well, okay, so in the book, you and, and Bobby both talk about the importance of taking small steps, beginning with taking small decisions when you're discerning great big ones. Can you explain that process a little bit? Yeah, I mean, sometimes So, if, when it comes to like vocation, uh, I would say like, you know, someone who's discerning being a sister, like sometimes just the small steps. Okay. First step, like go visit, (laughs) go visit some sisters. Mm -hmm. Like that would make sense. Right. But I feel like sometimes we don't even want to do that because we're afraid like, Oh, well, God might be calling me to that, you know? Yeah. Um, so again, just moving forward a little, like taking even just little steps is very helpful sometimes in, in, or like, okay. So say you're discerning a different job is like, well, maybe look, look at uh, jobs that are online. Like, look, look at the options that you have. Like, what is it that you're passionate about? Just taking small little steps is important sometimes before you make that big leap, you know, testing the water or 
you know, it, where it's possible, obviously, because mm-hmm. some situations that's not really possible. But even I would say in for young adults who are dating, you know, we sometimes we don't even want to date. But it's like, listen, it's like sometimes you're going to have to go on dates. You know, right. guys ask girls for dates. Ladies say yes. You know, if you're not afraid of um, like being harmed in the process, like just yeah. say yes. You, know, you get a good dinner. You get to get, get to know someone out of the process. But just small little steps like that towards what you're discerning. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes that's the, the hardest part part to do, right? With any big project, I always find that's true is like, just getting started, you got to overcome so many hurdles, mental hurdles, for the most part, just to take that one first step toward it. And it may end up not being what you're supposed to do. But you're never going to find that out if you're not going to explore it at all, right? Yeah. And some people might think like, am I called to start a podcast or a YouTube channel? It's like, well, just start, just Mm -hmm. start it, you know, Bobby actually did a video that uh, he was quoting GK Chesterton that said, basically, like, if something worth is worth doing, it's worth doing poorly, <laughs> which is I like that kind of the opposite of what we hear, right? Like, we kind of always hear like, if you do something, you have to do it perfect. Mm-hmm. And some of us are such perfectionists that we never start anything, right. because we're afraid, we're afraid of failure. But if something's worth doing, it's like, just just do it, like, just start it and um, take that first step. And I think that's, again, what you said. There's a guy named John Acuff, and he has a book called Start. Mm-hmm. And then he also has a book called Finish. And because <laughs> he realized a lot of people are like, well, I don't have a problem starting. I have a problem finishing, you know, my goals because of this fear of perfection. Like, oh, I see. you know, it's kind of like when you start when you start working out and you miss one day, you're like, ah, well, I guess Forget I'm done, it. you know? Yep, it's over. <laughs> And he, and he's very much like baby steps, like just keep going, you know, Mm -hmm. make, make small goals. And I think that's, even though that's very practical, I think it's even worth, it's, it's worth something in the spiritual life too, when it comes to discernment is again, small steps, just, just start, you know, it's okay if you make the wrong decision because God will either guide you elsewhere or he could also bless that in that time. But I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. in the end, he'll show you where you need to be, even if you make a misstep or you make a wrong decision. Right. Right. I think that's very helpful advice. Now, um, as we mentioned at the start of the show, you and Bobby are parents. And um, Mm -hmm. when you're looking at your own kids, and and many of our listeners here at Girlfriends are moms, and um, maybe we could use a little advice on how to talk about discernment with our kids, because your kids are still pretty small, but I'm sure you have conversations that are kind of guiding them toward how to figure out what God's plan is for their life. How do you go about doing that with your kids? You know, I think for me, it's always the the main goal is not their, you know, where they're going to head. My main goal as a parent is I want them to have a relationship with Jesus and I want them to fall so in love with God that really like, again, it's a relationship. And so you're mm-hmm. listening to God. So I think that because, because my kids are little, they're, uh, they're five, three and a half and um, one and a half. Yeah. And so for me, it's just, I'm trying to get them to learn how to pray and it's, you yeah. know, to sit still. How to? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, literally when we do a rosary as a family, our kids are running laps. Like <laughs> one of our children, she's a five-year-old. She'll say hail Mary, but she'll be running while she's doing it. Hail Mary, full of grace. The oh Lord. I'm gosh. like, okay, slow down. I'm working with you know, it. So you can learn how to sit. Um, so for <laughs> them, I'm like, I want them to hear the voice of God. And I, that's so possible. It's so mm-hmm. possible to hear the voice of God. I, one of my friends has been convicting me about fasting. Um, she hears the voice of God very clearly and she fasts a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she fasts every Wednesday and Friday. And then also like 
when she has conversations with people in ministry, she fasts. She does like a 24 hour water fast before she talks to somebody on the phone. Wow. I'm like, dang, girl. Yeah, like she, that's hardcore. She, that is really hardcore. And and she prays. She was adoration. She was a daily mass. And, and she really just hears the voice of God very clearly. And even as a mom, I know like moms were so busy and, and just life is crazy. And I'm like, you know what, though? I can fast from social media. And I know when I fast from social media, I'm like in a much happier place a yes. lot of times. And so like doing a day fast from social media, doing um, and just intentionally listening to God in the word, like, you know, going to scripture and listening to him there. I think that's the hardest part about this culture. And I, you know, what I hope I teach my children is just to be okay with silence, because that's where we hear God is in the silence. You know, obviously as moms, like mother Teresa inspired me a lot when she said, you know, we don't have to be on our knees at every moment of the day to be praying. Like our whole life should be a prayer. When we fold the clothes, that should be a prayer. When we do dishes or cook, like that's a prayer to God. You know, every small thing is, is an act of love and a prayer. But there are times that, you know, I just have heard so many times that just at least 15 minutes of just listening to God, right. just reading scripture, listening, praying, and like mental prayer. And so, you know, I don't know when you can find it. Maybe it's when your kids go to bed. You know, for me, it's like sometimes when my girls are awake and I'm sitting with coffee and the Bible or my before my baby boy wakes up and he's crazy, um, <laughs> you know, or like he's just climbing all over me. But it's just trying to find those moments. And I think for my kids, I think I'm going to, you know, I'm trying to teach someone that the relationship with God is the goal, right? That God is the goal. Communion with God. Heaven is the goal. You know, these discernments, the whole goal is like, again, how do I grow closer to God? How do I be in communion with God? How do I bear the fruits of the spirit? The, the goal is God. You know, yeah. the goal isn't my vocation. Like the goal is God. Right. And in that we will hear our call. Um, but even in the smaller things too. So I really want my kids to learn how to have silence and to hear the voice of God, you know. So wise. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're saying kind of reminded me, I don't know if you saw it recently on social media, another youth minister, Meg Hunter-Kilmer, shared about discernment. And I just saw it in a Twitter thread, and I don't know if that's the only place where she shared it, but it was such wisdom. And it's so very similar to what you were just sharing about seeking God. And her whole point was, my number one advice for seeking God's will is stop seeking God's will seek God, yeah. like seek God, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's where it's what you're supposed to be doing. And that's where you can find all of that and find that peace. And, and I think it's so true because like what you're just describing, we get distracted by this notion of like God's will, God's will, I've got to seek God's will. And it, it's almost like a rabbit hole pulling us away from God in some ways. Yeah. Like seek God and you will have that peace and that joy that you long for. I mean, even for those of us like in our twenties who were you know, we're so stuck on this vocation question. And even people, I have friends who are in their thirties and forties and still they're not, they're not married yet. And they're still like, where, God, where are you calling me? Even in my twenties, when I'm like discerning, like, God, do you want me to, do you want me to be a sister? Cause I'm, I will be a nun. If you call me to be a nun, do you, are you calling me to be married? But I realized like, God, you just want me. Right. Like, and I don't know if this is morbid, but it's very Catholic of the memento mori. Like, right. you know, remember your death. And every day I, you know, it's like, remember your death. Like I could die tomorrow. Like, I may not even be able to make the decision. I thought, you know, like I, I laughed. I'm like, well, God, maybe my vocation is in heaven, you know? So <laughs> I, I need to stop worrying so much about the future mm -hmm. and get so you know paralyzed about the future that I, I don't focus on the present moment and I don't focus on, you know, today and living today as if it could be my last day and, and really, you know, finding joy in God. Cause the truth is if God doesn't satisfy us, nothing will, right. You know, no, no job, no relationship, no amount of money, success. Like 
if God alone isn't enough, as St. Teresa of Avila, she, she's like, God alone is enough. And I think if he's not enough, that's a problem. So mm-hmm. we need to start working on our relationship with God. And he needs to really be the one who satisfies every desire of our heart. And again, that's what it means to be a disciple. And I think, again, when you're in that place discerning, it makes it a little bit easier. And I think you can hear God's voice. But again, that even if you can't really hear God's voice, you have two good decisions in front of you, that it's okay. Again, that's why this book is called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, that you just, at some point you have to step out and you're like, okay, God, I think this is where you're calling me. I'm going to just step out. And that's what it is. It's like, do it, step out, make that decision. And then you'll see too, if God's going to reroute you, you know? Right. He will. (laughs) He definitely will. Yeah. So just do a thing and see where it goes. Right. I think that that's such great advice and so very needed. My guest today is Jackie Angel, co-author of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. We'll have all of those links to all of Jackie's music and her ministry, as well as the book in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us here on Girlfriends today. Thanks for having me again. (laughs) I loved having you. God bless you and everything you do. Thank you. You too. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash Ascension Presents. That's youtube.com slash Ascension Presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. Welcome back. Now we're in the part of the show where we share a little bit of listener feedback. And I received a couple of emails that I want to share this week. This first one is from Cassie. And Cassie writes, I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate the Girlfriends podcast. I look forward to hearing it every week. It's like hanging out with an encouraging, entertaining, helpful, faithful Catholic aunt I never had. Well, I like that description. (laughs) Thanks for that, Cassie. Um, She says, although I don't fall precisely into your target audience, since I don't have children of my own, I have always felt welcomed and included, and I appreciate that very much. You've truly helped me find peace, balance, and joy in family living. Cassie goes on to describe, you might remember a while back in my episode I did about decluttering, where I mentioned the Marie Kondo book. And I mentioned in uh, my introduction to that, that I wasn't sure when I first heard about Marie Kondo and heard about her book, I wasn't sure what this book could offer me because at the time, Marie Kondo was a single woman living in Japan without any children. And I thought her life was so very different from mine that I wasn't sure what this book could offer me with regard to decluttering. So in my little description of that, I kind of wasn't careful with my wording. And some people who are single and or childless felt slighted by what I was saying, that I was being dismissive of Marie Kondo because she doesn't have children or she didn't at the time that she wrote that book. Then in a future episode, because I heard from a couple of different people saying, hey, that kind of hurt very nicely. Nobody was mean. I apologized for that and attempted to rephrase and and clarify exactly what I meant by that. So that's the side note to what Cassie is sharing about. And then Cassie says, fast forward to a future episode, you mentioned that you got some flack for that very comment. So clarified your thoughts about it. I was struck by how vulnerable of a place it must be to speak to a large audience through a podcast. When you write a book, it can take a lot of time to consider how others might interpret your words and an editor can help make sure everything comes across just right. It takes courage to speak about what's on your mind and heart every week, knowing that there will inevitably be times when you will be misunderstood or not given the benefit of the doubt. Thank you for taking that risk each week in order to encourage us on our faith journey. So 
I'm pause again. Thank you, Cassie. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad, even though you were one of the people who felt a little bit slighted, although you didn't say anything by what I originally said. I'm I'm so grateful to you for sharing that encouragement. And, you know, just a beautiful, beautiful sentiment that you have there wanting to encourage me. So Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. Finally, Cassie shares, on a personal note, I actually slid a little closer into your target audience of Catholic moms. My sister-in-law and her young daughter moved in with us a few months ago. My sister-in-law is a single mama who also has some special needs that make it difficult for her to parent her daughter. Sometimes it feels like we are a three-parent household, but it is also a huge challenge to figure out how to live out this non-traditional family life gracefully. Your episode about coping with hard change came at just the right time. I will also be listening a lot more closely to the parenting aspects of the podcast now. I would like to ask for your prayers and those of the girlfriends, listeners. Maybe there's even a listener out there who has navigated through a non-traditional family role who might share some advice or encouragement. Cassie. So thank you for that, Cassie. And I want to really encourage you in what you're doing. I admire that so much. I really do. And I know you're not doing it for people's admiration that you're doing it because it's the right thing to do. But welcoming people into your home in the way that you have and creating this, what you're calling non-traditional family through people who are in need is such a beautiful thing and such a beautiful gift that you're offering to these people in your life. So for sure, be assured of my prayers through that process. I'm I'm sure there are going to be moments that are very difficult and there are challenges that lie ahead. But if God's calling you to this, as we were um, discussing in the show today about discernment, then he's going to get you through that. Um, so for sure, be assured of my prayers. And I want to encourage all of the Girlfriends listeners to join me in praying for Cassie in this time of transition. Also, if you have some advice to share with Cassie in this non-traditional way that she's building a family, bringing people into her home and caring for them, please reach out. You can send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com, and I'll make sure that Cassie gets it. And I just want to thank you for being generous to God's call to share your life in this way, Cassie, because I know it's difficult, but it really is. And I'm, I always admire people who are doing things in the way that you are. You know, I've, I've known a few different people who've kind of grown their families and, and shared their homes in, in ways that aren't all that common. And I'm always struck by the fact that this is such a beautifully pro-life thing to do. And, you know, when we think about pro-life, a lot of times we think about fighting, you know, the abortion industry, which is an important aspect, an important part of that. But there's so much more to it than that. It's welcoming life. It's nurturing life. It's being a home to people in need. It's connecting with people and sharing from your own home, your own family, your own life that you are opening up to others in this beautiful way. So I want to encourage you in that role that you are playing, Cassie, and I'm going to be praying for you, especially in the coming week, in a very intentional way. Okay, next up, I'm going to share an email from a listener who I'm calling Jill because she asked that I not use her real name. So Jill writes, I'm writing because I'm in the middle of a huge transition. The coping with hard change was so timely. I'm a mom of six from junior in college to a first grader. I've been homeschooling forever, taking one all the way through. Just last week, my two youngest kids decided they would like to join their friends at our local Catholic grade school. I'm actually okay with this, but here's the rub. With six private school tuition bills and health insurance, there is talk of me going back to work. 
because like running the house and managing all the needs aren't a full-time gig, right? LOL. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jill. I know. (laughs) I'm actually okay with going back to work too, eventually and in theory, when the right thing with great people came up, like maybe in a year or so after I cleaned the house. I'm loving your sense of humor here, Jill. (laughs) Anyway, but the problem is a really great opportunity that sounds like a good fit has come up now. I am putting the cart before the horse. I haven't even had an official interview, but I feel like it might actually work and it scares me to death. I took the professional off-ramp 20 years ago when my first was born and have gotten pretty comfortable on the back roads of staying at home, very happily homeschooling my kids. I feel like Rip Van Winkle thinking about going back into the work world. I'm wondering if you or your listeners have any suggestions for managing the emotional heartache of leaving my comfortable nest, as well as the actual nuts and bolts of managing home and family with a full-time job. Thank you for your ministry. I hope to meet you in person someday. Jill. So first of all, I really appreciate that, Jill. And I, and I hope you have appreciated today's podcast about discernment because it's very much a timely topic for you with what you're going through right now. And I can relate. I can relate to the feeling of heartache at the thought of leaving home after having made it your focus for 20 years. Absolutely a difficult thing to do. And I don't know if God's calling you to this new thing, Jill, but you're you're going to figure that out very much along the lines of what I talked about with Jackie here on the show today. But I just want to encourage you that at whatever point you might end up entering the workforce to be sensitive to the fact that home has been your focus in a very good way, in a very positive way, and that doesn't have to change. Some logistics about how you're managing home life will have to change. Some parts of that will be painful. Some parts of that are going to be a difficult transition for you, for your kids, for your husband, for your just general everyday routine. Some of that's going to be uncomfortable as you're adjusting to new things. But I want to encourage you to not lose sight of the importance of home inside of that process. And I would encourage you to have a really heart-to-heart discussion with your husband about it, the importance of home, the value of home, the value of having someone focused on home. I'm not saying that you shouldn't work because, of course, many women work and I work, and that can be a balance that you figure out in your home. But I know I, for sure, through my work, have at times experienced a longing to be more focused on home in a way that recognizes the the value and importance of that service that you're giving to your family, which isn't just like made service, right? I mean, anybody can do that. And it isn't just cooking meals, like you could hire a chef. It's about creating home that way that we women are uniquely capable of doing. We're uniquely capable of focusing on the small needs and those little details inside of our family lives. And, you know, like you mentioned, it's a full-time gig and certainly can be. And um, so I want to encourage you to have an open discussion with your husband, especially, but also with your kids about what's reasonable and about how you can make sure that you still have time to focus on some of those things that are valuable to you. Um, Maybe together as a family, you could decide what those things are. Maybe it's not you doing the laundry. Maybe there's somebody else who can pitch in or you can hire somebody to do that. Maybe it's not you, you know, cooking every meal at dinner time or, you know, figure that out, but figure it out in a way that's sensitive to the fact that that role that you've been playing is really important to you. And it's important to you for very good reasons, because God put that into our hearts as women, that wanting to be a homemaker in whatever way that looks for us, you know? And and I think that this is part of the struggle for so many women that are working and balancing work and home, because we do feel like we value that 
homemaking aspect in a way that I don't think men readily understand so much. For them, it's about, you know, getting the job done and figuring that out. But it's really something that's very much tied to our feminine hearts. It's very much a part of our our nature to want to create a home for the people that we love, for our families. It's part of how we nurture. It's part of how we care for people. So however the balance of work and home and family is going to look for you, Jill, in looking into the future here, I just want to encourage you to be sensitive to that. Be open and honest about the things that are important to you, but also be open and willing to change in maybe a scary way that God might be calling you to step forward right now. We're going to be praying for you. I want to invite the Girlfriends listeners to pray for Jill. If you have particular advice you want to offer about making that transition from full-time at home to full-time at work, what has that balance looked like for you? How have you managed it as a family? You can send me your notes at danielle at daniellebean.com. I'll be sure to share them with Jill, possibly also in a future episode of the Girlfriends podcast. This is an important topic for women. I think it's important for us to be honest about all of the feelings that are involved in making that kind of balance and in making those kinds of decisions with our homes and families. Thank you so much for your words of encouragement, Jill, and know that I'm going to be praying for you. And that's all we have time for. But before we go, you know what to do. If you enjoy Girlfriends, share the love, rate and review the show on iTunes, post about it on social media, or simply tell a friend about it and teach them how to listen to a podcast. Many people just need a little bit of encouragement to check it out. Thank you for all the ways you support the Girlfriends podcast. But most of all, thank you just for being here. Your presence is an important part of the Girlfriends community, and I am so glad that you're here. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.